we are, another episode of Taking Liberty, and I got to tell everybody, um, geez, my palms are kind of sweaty. I'm not really usually nervous. Uh, I talked to even a sex pistol and I wasn't nervous, but this is a big one for me. I know people wouldn't necessarily think of me as a hip-hop fan. I don't, you know, I don't maybe fit that profile being, you know, 48 years old and white with five kids, but I've loved hip-hop since the late 80s, and, um... I had a really special time at the ECMAs this year. Obviously, I hosted the red carpet, which was a lot of fun. But um, the highlight was actually presenting the award. I presented an award last year, which was Best Francophone Album, and that was a lot of fun. But I was really surprised when they called me about doing this one. And this next artist, uh, you may know as uh, Luke Boyd, or maybe you don't, because He's known also as Classified, and I have him on the phone now. Hey, Class. How you doing, man? Good. How, and I know good, you've good. been running around this morning. Yeah. You're a busy. You're a busy dad. Yeah, trying to be a father, trying to be a rap <laughs> artist, trying to be a good citizen. You know, lots, lots of things to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you've got three kids. I got five. Um, okay. Yeah, I got so five. I, I shouldn't even complain I, about my problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? It's great. I think fatherhood is great. It changes your perspective on on everything. And I think now maybe we can even see eye to eye more. <laughs> totally. Yeah. How old are your kids? Like, what's your range? Well, check this out. So I was young when I was when I became a father. I was uh, yeah. nineteen. So I have a child that's actually twenty-eight. A child, a grown man. Yeah. It's 28, married, and I'm a, a grandfather, thanks to him. Nice. Yeah, and then I also have a son that's 26, Andrew, and then Sarah's 21. And then I married a, a younger woman, and, uh, you know, I got 11 and 8-year-olds, so <laughs> it's pretty Gee, busy. you're spread all out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I got to tell you, you made my year, and I really mean that. I mean, it was so much fun at the ECMAs and meeting you. It's always a good time, the ECMAs. But this yeah, year yeah. was the 30th anniversary. And I got to tell you, I was pretty surprised when the producer for the ECMAs called and said, so you're going to present a, an award this year with Classified for Best Hip Hop Recording. And I, <laughs> I just thought, this is going to do a lot for my credibility. <laughs> Straight up. <bro. laughs> and then as an added bonus, obviously, you know, Jonathan Torrance, J-Rock came on and, and uh and tea and and yeah. you know it was it was a big night yeah yeah well it was a great night and i think just like you said it was the 30th anniversary or whatever so it seemed like everybody that's been on the east coast doing some stuff in a while like with sloan and everybody just kind of mm -hmm. came out so it really did feel like a big celebration and and then when we got to do the hip hop award, I know it was like a last minute thing, and we were yeah. like, "Oh, we got to we got to get J Rock and T up here." <laughs> we just did it on the cuff, but yeah, I think it, it came out pretty good. I think we forgot to say who the nominees were, though. I think we did. Did you, did you realize that? I, I had the card. We went to the uh, Toothy Moose after the awards. <laughs> I had the card in my back pocket, pulled it out at like one in the morning, and flipped it over, and it said all the nominees. I was like, Whoops. "Oh shit, we didn't even say this." Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know good what? Time. It was hard because it was like you know you're always pressed with time for time. And then exactly. you had to, like, you know, interrupt those guys, you know, because they thought, you know, they thought they were deserving of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we had to we had to get a lot in there. But Quake Matthews, one, if people don't know. Yeah. Another tremendous artist. I One thing I got to ask you, like we I mean, over the past, it's been a year and a half since you released new music, correct? Mm hmm. So and you've re released. First of all, I noticed this is how how much I kind of keep on top of things. 
less than 24 hours ago, you released uh, a new, I know you released kind of a teaser, but you released the video, uh, She Ain't Gotta Do Much. Yeah, it's actually not even the real video. The real <laughs> video doesn't drop till next weekend. Okay. But this was like a video where we, uh, different girls that do like different sporting, jogging and stuff. And we had them kind of take a compilation or take a video of themselves of kind of them doing their everyday life. And we put together like a, it's like a viral video of people just kind of jam into the song yeah. having a good time yeah yeah so we just put that out yesterday and it's a great but it's a great summer vibe like here we are in june already yeah and yeah, yeah. and we're finally getting good weather here on the east coast and i listen to that song and i mean it's really kind of retro like i you get oh, that yeah, feeling like the old school feeling the breakdown the waiting all night like it reminds <laughs> me of some old like disco like kind of yeah. funky but yeah, no, that was kind of the the thing when we, once we put the record together and we kind of the radio team heard that they're like, yo, we want to use this. Oh yeah, we want to go in June for summer. This is the one. So yeah, excited to get it out and just and like you said, it's been a while since I put out any music. So it's just putting new music out. I've been in the studio for a year and a half working on this, and yeah, it's just fun and exciting to finally start putting it out. Yeah, no kidding. And you know what? I mean, first the first thing that came out was a very powerful kind of message. It's powerless, the mm -hmm. song and video. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been able to check it out. Um, the video is as powerful, those visuals are, is as powerful as the messages itself. Yeah, yeah. And for those, for those who don't uh, or haven't seen it or heard the song, well, you should check it out like ASAP. Uh, but it's all about the issues surrounding, obviously, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, people that are... Um, <coughs> just at the hands of of evil right like people that totally are just people in a, in a position that you know feels like they can't do nothing like the, the second verse is like you said about missing indigenous women and what's going on there in canada and, and around the world around north america and then the first verse is more about child abuse you know mm. children who are being molested from whoever from their parents step parents family friend and just being in a position where they they kind of feel like you know they can't do anything have you had a lot of people reach out to you after releasing that song that have, have, have been victims? And obviously oh, yeah. your, your yeah, music yeah. speaks to a lot of people. And that's one thing I love about it. It's so authentic and, and so honest that um, sometimes it feels very raw, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. emotionally. Um, and what are some of the things people are, are, are saying to you after hearing the song and seeing the video? Well, just, you know, a lot of people from like you know the reserves in the indigenous um world that's just kind of reaching out going you know this is cool that you know you coming you know a white guy from nova scotia kind of talking about this and, you know it just feels like i think they kind of feel like somebody's somebody else cares you know what i mean like i think that these people have been going through this so long and just to have somebody and that's the whole point like the, the, i don't think the song is going to cure the problem by any means but the whole song is just to continue the conversation Mm -hmm. You know, the reason we're talking about this right now is because of that song. And that was the whole point was just to put it out, get people talking about these things. We all know that these go on, you know, from the indigenous stuff right to the child molestation. But I don't think we know. I don't think a lot of people realize how big of a deal it is and, you know, how we need to do something about both situations. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, you know, the way that I see well, the way that I see not only hip hop today, but especially um, when I first became a fan in the 80s and into the 90s and so forth, was I kind of think of it the same way I thought of punk rock. Mm -hmm. I, I think it yeah, kind of yeah. brings to the attention a lot of things that maybe 
Because sometimes these are things that we don't want to hear, but we need to hear. Totally. And these are really important things. And I really feel that um, hip-hop has done that. And, I mean, it's hotter than ever. I think hip-hop is probably, and I don't know how you feel about it, but, I mean, uh, I guess whatever they call country music, pop country, I'm not necessarily a fan of that. But that mm-hmm. and hip-hop is probably the biggest things going right now on, on, on radio. Yeah, I think, like, in the streaming world, I think hip-hop is the number one genre. It's streamed, so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like when you, like you said, like, coming up in the 80s and stuff, like, you know, I, I kind of got into, like, the early 90s, but the public enemies and stuff like that, like, just having that message of, you know, kind of telling a story of, like, look, you know, back in the day, they, they were that's ex- that's how the rest of the world knew about ghettos and projects was because hip hop music. Mm. If I didn't listen to hip hop, that I would have no idea that this was going on in the states and you know the situation that people are in down there. But hip hop has kind of brought that light and told that story, and that's that's you know even when we talked with Andy with the director of uh, Powerless, that was kind of what he was saying. Like, let's do this videos so people you know make it so like when people first heard about the projects in the nineties. Let's let them know what's going on in these reserves and, and try to, you know, tell that story the same way of like, this is happening. Don't be blind. Don't turn a blind eye to it. Yeah. And Gord Downey did a great job of just enlightening a lot of people about the totally. resident uh, because I've been heavily, you know, I mean, I knew it was happening, too. But now I've really kind of poured myself into these books and stories. And yeah, yeah. I actually got to see Gord um, do that show in Halifax. Um, yeah. which I'm not too sure. It might have been his last show. Um, but, you know, these are things that, as Canadians, because, uh, you know, obviously we're a great country, but this is something that needs to be addressed. And Totally. We are a great country, but, you know, with every great thing, there's things that still need fixing and things that need to be wrongs that need to be righted. Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing, uh, I mean, one of, the, one of the favorite things for me to do, obviously, no pressure, I must mm-hmm. listen to every day. So no pressure. Huh? Uh, I love that song. I mean, it's just nice. such a great song and it's uplifting. It's feel good. Yeah, it's yeah. a real good feel good song. And another one I got to tell you that is a real feel good song to me. But um, and I think a lot of people will be able to relate to it is changes. Yeah. When I hear yeah. that as and I mean, I'm, I'm hearing it from my perspective of, you know, being a guy in his later 40s and stuff like that. But I've dealt with depression you know, mm-hmm. I still take those jagged little pills, kind of, you know, my medicine every day. And I yep. listened to that, and I was just like, you know, and I think people will listen to that and go, man, even, you know, even Classified has, you know, feels like we do, you know? Yeah, man. Like, I think, and with that song, like, I really, that that was like, when I was working on this album, I always, like, write down lines as I'm at the grocery store doing whatever. And every super personal line that was really like, you know, this is exactly how I'm feeling. I kind of put it in this own little folder that was just called changes. And, and I kind of just kept saving those lines, the one liners about, you know, my pothead friends being proud of it or taking pride in it. And my alcoholic friends denying it. And then the stuff about my daughter being in the kitchen and her telling me about her day and I'm staring at her, but not really listening. Like those were all just little one pieces. And just once I made this beat and had it, I was like, this has got to be the most personal song on the album. Like this is where I want to feel like, wanted to feel like I'm sitting there talking to the to the uh, to the listener and not rapping about this and that, but just really kind of talking about like this is what the hell, this is what's going on in my head. Yeah. Oh, and it's it's yeah. like not only is it a great song, I love it. It's a catchy song, and I do actually find it empowering. Um, 
the same way that you know P Powerless and uh, and other songs that you've released, but yeah. it's like so raw at the same time that you know I could kind of see like you know I mean you've been doing this I kind of figured this out I'm I'm a, a number crazy kind of guy it's been like 23 24 years since you released the first record my first cassette came out well yeah i put a cassette out when i was 15 wow so what year was so that like mid 90s somewhere 96 maybe 97 right 96 i think yeah i think it was 96 and you're and the fact is that you kind of stayed here stayed kind of real to your roots real to who you are and still mm -hmm. living on the East Coast, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, there must have been pressure throughout those years to say, "Do I move? Like, do I get up and go somewhere else?" And you know, because a lot a of people have done bit, that. But it wasn't like not enough that it was ever like, "Gee, should I move?" But obviously, it crossed my mind of like, "Should I be in Toronto? Should I be in New York? Should I be in L.A.?" And but I don't know. It just the way I kind of came up doing my music. It was like hanging out with my friends, doing my music built my own little studio and kind of did it that way and i'm very close with my friends like that i grew up with since i was in elementary my parents lived down the road my wife's parents lived down the road like everybody's here so it's like you know especially nowadays with the internet and cheap flights and all that stuff it's like there's there's really no reason in my life anyway i'm sure some people could find a reason be like you know i'll be more in the scene i'll be more involved if i'm in the middle of everything but right i kind of i kind of like being on the outside of it all kind of looking in and i think that's kind of why i kind of keep my real life perspective of music too because i don't just hang out with industry people all the time i'm not hanging out with other rappers 24 7 you know what i mean like i'm just hanging mm. out with people with normal jobs that talk about normal shit and i think that's why i can kind of keep my music on a very real level and relatable to, to people who are you know living a normal life because that's kind of the people i hang with yeah and i mean you just said it there relatable like uh, people can relate to you. Somebody told me the other day, and I see things on social media, and that's, a, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's such a small world because of social media. Mm -hmm. But you'll see people go, hey, I saw you shopping, but I didn't want to bother you. Or I saw you yeah. pumping gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just doing some shit. Yeah. I saw you at Subway. <laughs> but, yeah, that's an amazing thing because you kind of prove that it's, it's possible, you know, for other people to do. And because there totally. is so much talent here um, on the East Coast in general, and you could stay here, uh, like totally. David Miles. Like a lot of people think, exactly, another person, but it's like, and Dave's another one to attest to this. It's like, if you want to work hard enough, you can live where the hell you want. Like, mm -hmm. it's not about where you're at, it's just about how hard you're going with it. And, you know, like, I'll be the first to say, like, if I never, like, when I was 19, 20, I wasn't out drinking every weekend and party with friends. We were drinking stuff, but it wasn't like Friday night's time to drink. Like I would usually be in the studio working on stuff and, you know, and it wasn't because, and I didn't feel like work either. It wasn't like, uh, I got to go do this. Like it was like exciting to me. It was fun. It was, and you know, just keeping that mind frame of just, you know, work hard. Like just 10 minutes ago I was with my wife and she's like, you got to slow down <sighs> yesterday. You're building the half pipe and you're building my brother's reshingling his roof now you're you got a studio day today i got two different artists coming in like yeah. you know but i think that's you know why i could turn this into something is because you know i go that hard with it and really treat this like you know if i'm not going this hard somebody else is so yeah and it was a great way to put your energy into something that wasn't negative like you said like drinking or well totally you know. which is fun you know what i mean and it's kind of like the bonus now is like all my friends who did that at early ages even earlier like 15 16 17 
you know, they're kind of over it. They don't like drinking on the weekends. Most of them don't smoke weed anymore. I'm still having fun. Like I'm 20 years old, <laughs> you know, like we just left the liquor store. We're having a party night. It's like, you know, I'm a firm believer of those, those years in your life, you know, the 16 to 23 kind of dictates where a lot of your life goes of like, you know, are you going to university? Are you doing this? Are you going for a career? Are you going to chase your dreams? Like I think in that, in that, those years is kind of when you decide if you're going to be an artist, if you're going to actually attempt to do something. Once you get to 30 or 40, it's hard with the way life is to kind of go, oh, let me go try this or let me go do this. Yeah. What you, do you think, I mean, today you're, you're, you're 40 years old. People can mm-hmm. figure that out. Um, and what do you mean? I'm like 28, <laughs> bud. <laughs> my wife will say I'm like 15, so, you know. Yeah, well, no, that's, that's like my mind frame. It's like one of the lines on my new song is like, I'm a grown man in a teenager's body. Or, yeah, I don't even know what the line is, but yeah. my mind frame is like. Boy a inside a man, so, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, but that initial feeling of of hip-hop when it what keeps that kind of exciting for you because i mean now you're 40 years old and you've you've seen other people in the past like even you know people like eminem for example mm-hmm. and him rapping at his age i don't even know how old he is he's i, I think he's like 45 46 yeah something yeah, like that so your perception changes you know you're you know do you feel like that same person that started whatever in 95 or oh, no, no, no. And that's what like a lot of changes about like when I'm talking about, you know, I'm questioning if I need this, you know, my friends don't listen to rap like they used to, you know, and, and that's kind of like, you know what I mean? Before everything was hip hop, like now with family, kids, everything, it's like, okay, there's a bigger world out here. But like 1920, you'd be like rap, rap, rap. Oh, we're hanging out with friends. Okay. We're freestyling, we're ciphering. And (laughs) it's just a different energy. Everything is brand new. It was the first time going to an award show. First time going on a tour, like that excitement. It's hard to ever get that back with, you know, the the excitement from the first time of doing things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just like you said, with life, having kids, having bills, having all that stuff, it's hard to just be like, Oh, hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. But (laughs) At the same time, you know, when I get to my studio, that's kind of, that's kind of how it feels. I shut the door and I'm in my room and I'm there by myself. I turn on the drum machine, start messing with some beats, and that excitement comes right back as soon as you get something like, oh, oh I love this piano or whatever it is, or it came up with a line in my head, and and then it's yeah, it feels just like I'm 19 years old again. Just came up with something clever, loving this. And, yeah. yeah. And do you keep up on kind of whatever hip hop's happening now, or is it? Is it something you a little you really bit? A lot of. of it I can't really get into. Like I'm not really into the, honestly, like the current trends of trap beats, and you know I like some of them. I just don't like how every song sounds like that right now. And right, you know, but certain rappers, the J. Cole's, the Kendricks, um, Chance, a rapper I really like. A lot of the new guys I like, but it's got to be something that's saying some shit. Like I'm 40 years old. I don't want to hear about you popping bottles. And like I heard that shit <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Like I get why that's still fresh for kids because oh, they've sure. never heard that before. But when you've been hearing that shit for 20 years, it's like, this shit is so Play-Doh, redundant, heard it a million times. Yeah, exactly. So you're hitting yeah. the road, and one thing I thought was pretty cool, first of all, you're coming to St. John. Yeah. And that's Canada, Canada Day. Day. So yeah. that's going to be a big one. And you're coming with uh, your friend Dave Miles, David Miles. Well, actually, I'm not even coming with him. We, oh. we got booked for two separate gigs because... He actually hit me up the other day. He's like, dude, you're in St. John, July 1st. He's like, I'm playing there, too. It was like, perfect. 
because you know me and Dave do a lot of stuff yeah. together. We've done a couple shows over the last few months, acoustic stuff. So well, yeah, it, no, it's gonna be a fun <laughs> one. It's gonna be really fun. Well, and initially too, when I heard both your names, and then I noticed like you can actually follow you now if people subscribe to you on YouTube and follow you on Facebook and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. These videos that you've been sharing of yourself and and David because you do this kind of acoustic set, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So initially, that's what I thought was happening. I was like, "Oh, this is cool," you know. But oh, in St. John. Yeah. <laughs> we're good, and that's exactly what it's going to be like. We're coming with the full band, the full rowdy, cool. get the place excited. But then, like halfway through the show, we'll break down and do probably like fifteen, twenty minutes acoustic, kind of a, a piece of that show. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah, going to be so. amazing. Yeah, no, that that show is it's completely opposite of my normal show, but it's really cool because it's really about the lyrics, really about the songwriting, and kind of you know me on a drum machine, Dave on a guitar, and we kind of show how we built certain songs, and yeah, really really fun, cool, and just completely left field from my normal show. Yeah, and you know you're, I mean you've collaborated with a lot of people, and I mean, are you Ria May obviously uh, recently and stuff like that, but. And obviously hip hop artists, but when I first heard that you guys had before, like I heard In a Ninja and stuff like that, and um, I mean I'd known David since he started and w hosted shows for him here in the area, and when I first heard that you guys were doing something together, I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. It, yeah. it seemed unlikely to me, but it was such a great—I don't know—it was such a great collaboration. What was it that you know? Because when you're thinking of collaborating with somebody. How does mm -hmm. something like that happen? <laughs> um, well, see, and it wasn't even like we just said, hey, who are you? Okay, cool, let's go make some music. Like, I remember we met at Music Nova Scotia Awards years ago, and I knew we played trumpet, too, so I needed a horn player. I think the first thing he played on for me was O Canada. He played the horn run in that. Right. And, you know, it kind of went from there to, like, hey, man, can you come play this guitar thing? To, oh, you got this. Oh, that's a cool course. And kind of just built it like that. It wasn't like we jumped right into it. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, it kind of started from there. But I think with the thing with Dave is just like, like a lot of people don't know, he came up on like 90s hip hop. So we always had that like relatable, you know, background of where we come up to. So when we get in and make music, we kind of, and, and we both work our asses off. Like Dave's another person mm. who doesn't stop. Like Dave goes hard at his stuff. So we can be in the studio and go for 10, 12 hours and we're still having a fun time and excited about it. So I, th I think that was the main thing with Dave is, finding that mid-ground that we knew, like, okay, this is for both of us, and then just the work rate to be able to keep up. He'll call me in the morning and be like, oh, that thing we did last night, and you know, just that excitement keeps it exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, he's always my main competition, too, for dressing up. You know, we're the, uh, yeah, we're yeah, the yeah. only... I, the... I don't even compete with that <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. No yeah. We're the only two guys that show up with pocket squares, usually, you know? <laughs> but... Yeah, he's a real class act for sure. Yeah, yeah, Dave's dope. Super, super talented musician. Oh my great God, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what has been kind of like your, uh, uh, like obviously you you got to do stuff with Snoop and stuff like that. But what has been or what would be kind of your dream collaborative thing? My dream collabo was Snoop. Like oh, I yeah. came up at like ninety, so like for me, like Doggy Style when mm. that came out was like game changer for me you know what i mean over the years snoop's kind of not done what he used to do but like as a teenage kid mm -hmm. snoop was that guy like snoop would be over jay-z be over all all of those guys when i was a teenager 
So, you know, I kind of did it. I'm good. You did. So, <laughs> that, that's the one. Obviously, there's a billion other artists I'd like to work with. The Dre's, the M&M's, the Nas, the Jay-Z's, J. Cole, the Ken. You know what I mean? Like, people I'm a fan of. But right. if I had to pick one that was like, yo, I want to hang on the studio and smoke some weed with him, mm-hmm. he snooped up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would definitely be a highlight. That'd be the one. Yeah. So, and as far as, every, like, right now you've got, this is the third track coming out. So is this coming out, like, you're coming out with a full record? or No, we're going to drop it. We're just trying to stretch it out. Like, just I find albums come and go mm. so quick. It's like you drop True. it two weeks later. It's like, okay, everyone heard it, it's over. So with this, we're, we're split into two different EPs. Right. So, like, with this album, we drop Powerless, Changes, she ain't got to do much. And then the EP will come out June 28th, I think it is. And that'll have another three songs on it. So it'll be six songs total. And then come a month later, we'll start dropping another song from the second EP. We'll drop two of those and then the second EP. But you can also get the second EP with the full first EP too. So it'd be all the 12 songs on it. Mm. So just really just stretching out and just trying to give every song like its own shine and its its own life. So it's not just, you know, part of an album that gets passed over after a month. But, you know what I mean? Like a song like Changes would yeah. just been a song on the album. The fact that we released it before it came out and, you know, it's not a right. radio song or anything. But it's like, you know, it had its own life. and People are, are recognizing it, which is great. So, yeah, yeah, just trying to get clever, clever with the way the music game is now with streaming everything and trying yeah, to be yeah. more clever on how to release music. And so, and and that's another thing. So changes also comes with that alternate video, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the discman, yeah. Um, so which was the original, <laughs> the first video we shot. That was okay. the original video, and and the reason why we did that, like, I remember getting the treatment for the video, and they're like, and this is like the most personal song on the album. And then they came with like, yeah, it's gonna be in the life of a discman. I was like, what the fuck? Cut <laughs> it, hey baby. And then. Uh, and then, I, you know, it was so left field that I kind of liked it because I felt like everyone kind of expected if I do this video, it's going to be like, oh, let me reflect on my past. And so we shot the video. I thought it came out really good. But then the more I watched it, I was like, man, I think I want to see some of that personal stuff. Like it almost feels like it, we're joking and the song's not serious. Yeah. So we went and shot another video last minute, put that one out first and then put the discman one out. So, right. Yeah, kind of two different videos that kind of serve two different purposes, but I like them both for different reasons. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah. you know, that one's a sad story, too, I think, in, in a bit, just because of my age. I like physical things still, you know, like I, I, I you know, I love to get classified on vinyl. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> man. No, yeah. And that's what I mean. We're, we're still putting everything out on vinyl. Awesome. The, the album, when, when the second EP comes out, the full album will come out on vinyl and stuff. So. Very cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, man. That's even the EP where they're coming out in June. Originally, they weren't. They're were just gonna put it digitally, but I was like, no, no, we got to do some physical. Cause yeah, I'm still a guy that likes to hold on to something. Yeah, and vinyl has made that kind of comeback. I mean, it's oh, vinyl's only... bigger than CDs now. E- so, oh, yeah. absolutely. And I'm yeah. I I kind of use I I listen to Spotify. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I stream and stuff like that. But yeah. at the same time, when I feel a real connection with something. It's kind of my listening station, Spotify. I still go out and buy it in a physical totally. way. Totally, and I'm, I'm the exact same way. It's like I'll check shit on Spotify, and I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm going to go buy the CD just so I have it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So this has been amazing. I really appreciate your time just being able to connect with you like this. We're really looking forward to you coming here, um, obviously, for Canada Day. And we're, we're going to keep an eye on those videos. And remember, I said I'm, I'm available for videos anytime. 
Uh, soon enough, gotta, my friend, it's, we're going to start shooting again. <laughs> yeah. So if you're profiling going, I need a guy in his late 40s, kind of bearded, you know, um, I won't pull any stand stuff on you or whatever. I'm OK. okay, I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I love what you do, and as does a lot of people. So I hope you keep doing what you do. And you, because I, I that. yeah, I think it means a lot to a lot of people, and you, uh, and and you're doing some good, which is also a good thing. You've got a good message to spread to people, and I think that's as important as the music, you know. No, so I, I hear you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cool. So we'll let you be. It's it's you. You know, the, I th- I think I heard some kids coming. Yeah, kids just got home. <laughs> she said I heard to show up and go into the studio. I know it's like. Feels like it's thirty degrees out, and I'm gonna go sit in the oh, studio. Gorgeous, now, so. gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get back to Halifax too. I love it, and then I'll, I'll make my well, trip to Vandal. Next time you're here, buddy. I will. Stop that, place yeah, that, and, and hook up some Vandal donuts because I'm just crazy about those, and so are my kids. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a lo- it'll be a lot of fun. So I really appreciate it, man. All right, Jeff. Thanks All right, a lot, man. Cheers out.